argue your point? Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. And again, I haven't seen the whole thing, so I don't know what. what yeah, but total... I, I look at it. This, did he really care about the animals, or was he so ego driven? That's, that's what I was thinking. That too. he is really. Did he utilize the animals to make himself important so that? Because I mean, at the end of the day, right? He's pawning these animals off left and right, making money to pay his uh, bills. Right, well, the the that's see, where that's, so I've only see seen it, the first. So first I, I actually agree with both of you. I think it probably started with what Vaughn said and evolved into what you're saying. I agree. Well, but I mean, it, that was the driving force that turned it turned to, sure. the yeah. the yeah. he turned it from a ship to a sinking ship to right. the Titanic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, hey, let's be real, dude. That's what happens to companies too. Oh, without a doubt, it starts hey, with a passion. How many motherfucking companies do have you? Do you and I know and talk about consistently that the people at the top end up letting their egos fucking drive them, and then they ruin their company? Yeah, it, it happens. Daily. So, so question: Is he one alive and two out of jail? No, he's, he is, he alive. is alive, but he, he is, is in jail. jail. Okay, because when when the guy gets out of jail, he has got a future as a personal he, brand I, consultant. I think he got life though, didn't he? Okay. He did, but did you hear that uh, 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 a press guy had mentioned to Donald Trump, motherfucker Trump? Listen, him. in the middle of yeah. coronavirus fucking hysteria, yeah, <laughs> that motherfucker got Donald Trump to talk about him. Yeah, on well, that's like, why it's because Donald <laughs> Trump, if he gets was out, talking about the motherfucking Tiger King, you know what dude, he I said? That was hilarious. You know what he said about him? He's like, well. I, I don't know the guy, but you know, sounds cool. I'll, I'll look, have to look into it. I'm like, that's awesome. Hey, that's dude, awesome. You know what, dude? You know what's funny, man? Like, you. I, Seriously, the guy I knows learned, a lot more about personal brand consulting than probably half the gurus on the planet. No, nah, dude. That's that's what I tell you all the time. I tell yeah. you the same fucking thing. Personal brands is real simple. You fucking go all in. It's real simple. And be yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to one of my very best friends who uh, is super accomplished in his personal brand. He's got tons of followers, but he doesn't utilize them how he wants to. And he's like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, bro. I'm like, I talk to you every day. Do you know how many people I can fucking talk to a day? Hundreds. Do you know how many people I choose to talk to a day? Maybe like three. Okay, you're one of them. What do you think that means? It means you're fucking cool. It means the shit you say is interesting. It means you're funny. If you weren't those things, we wouldn't be fucking friends. So go on the fucking internet and be you, you know? And like, dude, it is not that hard. It's just people hang on to this shit, right? And it's hard to let go of the shit. Like, dude, I had my cousin fucking hammer me uh, at the beginning of coronavirus, yelling at me, stay in my lane, and you don't know what the fuck you're talking. Well, motherfucker, I'm pretty sure I do know what I'm talking about because look what fucking happened just now. I fucking said exactly what was going to happen. But, dude, you don't forget that because it comes from people you value, who are supposed to love you, who are supposed to have your back, and that's where it comes from. And so when people get that shit, they have a hard time letting it fucking go. It makes you paranoid. Like, oh, man, I don't want to be online because fucking my cousin is going to talk shit on me. Mm-hmm. My cousin is still talking shit on me. I've been doing this for fucking 11 years. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm just saying, like, people... And then, and then the next story, but I'm be real, dude. The next story, I was like, fuck, dude. I don't know if I should have said that. Because it had me second guessing. <laughs> right. But the truth is, is, dude, you have to fucking know who the fuck you are and stick with it. Be true to yourself. Yeah. And that's the problem, you know? But, like, I could see what, but, dude, I'm a confident dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm an aggressive dude. And it still makes me fucking stutter step if, if like, somebody oh. I respect and care about says something to me. So, yep. dude, what the fuck do you think? That's all people get when they start out. They get their friends and their family. And their friends and their family are the people they value most. And so they don't have anybody else. So what do they learn? They learn that fucking criticism online hurts 
because it comes from people they care about. But once you move beyond that, because you've started to believe in yourself a little bit, now that shit don't hurt like it used to because you don't give a fuck because it's some motherfucker you ever fucking met. But no, people can't get past that first phase where it's the people closest to you that are giving you shit. And dude, a lot of them aren't like hating on you. They're just saying, dude, a lot of those people do that shit because they care. They're like, fuck, dude, Andy. And I'm sure this is what that was. Andy, you can't say that shit. Fucking people, everybody's dying. They're not, you know, and that comes from like a fear base. Like I'm looking out for you. Right. Criticism. When in reality, I know what the fuck I'm doing. Right. Um, but this is why people feel so uncomfortable doing shit online because they're like, it's not because of the stranger from fucking, you know, halfway across the country. It's because the people who are closest say shit. And that shit, dude, I can remember. Listen, man, we want to talk about remembering shit. Anybody that I'm related to who has ever talked shit to me, I remember exactly what the fuck they said. Outside of that, I couldn't even fucking tell you. I have people come up to me all the time and they're like, yeah, bro. Dude, Phil from fucking Arte from England. Okay. Phil, Phil and I, you know, he fucking motherfucked me. Like, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. Like online before he got into Arte, we became buddies, you know. And the point is, is like when he did that, I was like, the fuck's your problem, bro? Like, and then, you know, we talked it out. But my point is, is like, you just care more about the people that you are supposed to care about you. And it hurts more. And it keeps people from fucking being who they want to be. So here's some advice. When you see your cousin or your fucking nephew or your fucking dad or your fucking old mom or, or your fucking whoever in your family, your grandma, who's trying to do something on social media and you don't like it. Shut the fuck up. Right. You know, dude, you know how many of my fucking family said to me fucking 10 years ago, what are you trying to be like, Tony Robbins? Well, I don't know. Look at that motherfucking picture over there. (laughs) What's that picture look like? That looks like some Tony Robbins shit. Yeah. There's fucking 16,000 motherfucking people at that stage. Yeah. Uh, So you get what I'm saying, though? Yeah, uh, absolutely, dude. Like, dude, let people fucking become who they're going to try to become. Yeah, everybody might not say the right thing. Everybody might not do the right thing. People might not look the way you want them to look. They might suck at what they do, but you know what? Fucking be a voice of encouragement. Don't be a voice of fucking negativity. Because, dude, when people are just starting out, that's what ends up ruining them. The guys, like I talked about, with 8,000 followers right now who do a couple things wrong, and then they're like, fuck it, I quit. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. dude, that dude, you can't do that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Phil, those of us who know him, he's uh, from the UK. He's fucking amazing. Yeah, dude. he's amazing. So, but when you talk to him, he's like, "Yo, tally ho, yeah, know, yeah. tea and crumpets and all that stuff." And and That's we racist. had a real misunderstanding. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> we, I'm urban, not English. Um, so yeah, I, I had a little bit of a of a of a cultural misunderstanding with him because he he wanted to zoom and I was like, "Great," and he's like, "Great, I'm gonna put it in my diary." I'm thinking. Well, is this that meaningful that he's going to write about me in the diary? That makes me feel really uh, awkward. No, right. Well, then then I was talking to Alex Pike, and she says, I'm going to put it in the diary. And I'm like, well, I mean, I, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I. I <laughs> <laughs> Vaughn, she ain't putting you in her diary, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, you, uh, you folks from Jolly Old England, diary uh, means like calendar. calendar. Yes. So. Well, apparently in Australia too. Yeah, apparently which in would Australia. Which means that apparently the only place that speaks English on fucking Earth, <laughs> yeah. 
that doesn't do that is America. <laughs> yeah, but I speak I speak American. I don't speak English. So anyway, oh well. Okay, guys. So uh, we talked about the excellence of Michael Jordan, the eccentric personal branding of the Tiger King, and uh, I actually uh, shared some lyrics from abstinence rap so i think we've pretty much covered everything <laughs> that we that need to cover it's fucking porky to big <laughs> over here i thought we were i thought we were losing weight bro getting in shape you're over there fucking sounding like oh, you're sounding like charlotte's web over there man <laughs> so uh so i got nothing else you, hey you know what i got something do you know what do, you know dj dj play college football you know that i didn't yeah maybe that's where you learned to dock nah <laughs> bro bro <laughs> There's a case. You know how you named, like DJ's been working is. out with me. We've been working out every morning, and you're doing good too, man. All right, man. Yeah. I appreciate the support. Yeah, man. it's we're, been awesome. We're gonna kick ass, but uh, dude, that motherfucker's never seen Varsity Blues. No, 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 no. I've seen. I've seen. Oh, you just told me yesterday. No, you no. Know, remember, I because it's a big dude, like right. Like yeah. I remember parts of it I with don't the, remember, the, like, the big crotch or whatever his yes, name Dawson's is. Dawson's crotch was in. Yeah, it. the yeah. big dude ain't big no more. In fact, Ethan. No, yeah, he's super sweet. Dude, he looks follow good. Him on, follow him on Instagram. He's jacked. Yeah, he looks great. Oh, is he really? He's yeah. Good, yeah. Huh. Bro, hey, he's actually, got, the he's same got, guy that was in Remember the Titans? Yeah, yeah. 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 The big they, guy, Louis, Louis Lasser they or actually something? Said that, Wait, maybe it's just in Remember the Titans. Maybe I fucked it up. Yeah, he's Billy Bob in Varsity Blues. Right. Billy Bob's dead. Dead. He right. passed away. You got it. Then the other the other big guy from Remember the Titans lost all that weight, and he's okay. jacked now. Yeah, okay. Ethan. Yeah. I actually saw a thing. They're saying like he's not even getting casting roles because they don't want him now. Because he's yeah. too jacked. He's too, he's too well, jacked. Well, isn't that basically you know happened what, to Drew Carey? That's if messed I get up. too jacked for fucking Hollywood, good. Yeah. Ethan, we'll take you. Yeah, no shit, bro. He, kinda, he fits our profile, the big the big, the big, big guy. Big dude who's trans, transformed his whole fucking yeah. life. Yeah. Dude, he's big, too. Like yeah. I mean, in a good way. You've never seen Varsity Blues, bro? Not, you guys not, ever seen Necessary Roughness? You've never even seen the strip club yeah, scene? Yeah, man. Dude, like, awesome. I, I can't, I yeah, can't that, recall it got, perfectly. What? That's got Andrew Berniski in it. Yeah. A couple who, Vikings. Who was, who was fucking Latimer in the program. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I just My favorite part is when the coach is like, it's halftime, and he's like screaming and dropping F-bombs, and he's like, rah, rah, let us pray. <laughs> Dude, my favorite part of any football movie of all time. Can you guess it? A head smash? The head oh, fucking, that's easy. Latimer doing I had his to fucking, look it up. Latimer doing what? his shoulder press. In the fucking weight room, and then finding out that he got starting defense yeah, and fucking the, the program. Table. Place at the table. And he fucking sticks <laughs> head through the fucking car window, dude. I was, dude, that movie came out when we were playing football. Dude, look at him, man. Yeah, we're good. looking at him online wow. here, dude. That guy got fucking jacked. That's crazy. Hey, I bet you won't take his motherfucking French fries now. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'd take anybody's fries. All right, guys, if you haven't signed up for Andy's blog yet, it's Andy Graham. Just go to. Uh, AndyFrasella.com. You just fucking derailing our show, bro. I did. You just stopping I it? I did. We're over time. Vaughn just says, fuck it. We're done. <laughs> Andy Graham, look it up on Andy Frisella. Guys, by now you know about 75 Hard. If you don't, go to, is it Go 75 Hard? It's just 75 Hard. 75Hard.com. Get, yeah, sorry. Forget it. I won't go there. Get hard. Uh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. I, fucking, uh, I knew it was coming, dude. <laughs> So other than that, I guess uh, final word, Andy or whoever else wants to share. I, dude, you know what? I think it would be cool to talk. I think we should all share. I think we should go around and share. Uh, for real, I'm not trying to be weird. What's the most positive thing from all this fucking quarantine shit? Oh. What, Sal, you can start. I'll go last. Uh, well, I mean, I, we've, we've kind of briefly talked about this. You know, the important thing. It makes you really value the important things in life, you know, and what I've as I've become older, I've started to try to really appreciate like, you know, life goes fast, man. And 
you know, it's it's amazing how fast. I mean, you think about even just first form the last ten years. You know, it's it's a snapshot. It's insane. And then, yeah, I'll be forty, and I'm gonna be fifty, and I'm gonna be sixty, and I'm gonna be dead. You know, and that, and that could only be sped up by a virus or one of these things. And like, are you living a life that if you died tomorrow is worth speaking of? Like, how are they gonna talk about you when you're gone? And it makes me really think about those things. Like, um, you know, how how is my character going to be remembered? And if it happened tomorrow, which I'm okay with. Did I make a big enough impact to be able to make sure that my kids were raised correctly and everything's going to get taken care of? You know, so it makes you it, it makes me really think about okay, what is important? You know, and uh, making sure that I built something strong enough around my kids so that when I'm gone, the values that I live by or hopefully that I'm known for are still spread through my kids. And so to me, it's it's you know it's what's most important. Life is precious, man, and it goes really fucking fast. And the only and, and when you're 25, because I know a lot of the listeners here are 20, 25, 30, like you think you have all the fucking time in the world. And the truth is, you don't have all the fucking time in the world. And if you're going to go be you, you need to go be you right fucking now. And you need to be the best version of you. And fuck what everybody says. Like, it's irrelevant anyway. At the end of the, at the, end of the day, we're all going to be dead. You're fucking dead. So are you, when you die, are they going to talk about you or not? No, they're, they're definitely, you know. And if they still talk shit, you did something right. That's right. Yep. <laughs> at least, at least, hey, at least they're talking about you. That's right. What do you think, Vaughn? Well, I would second that, but I also I, I like what you said about the best uh, thing for you during this quarantine has been what your your fourth fourth fifth well of a, your basketball yes team. we had we had our uh, we had our fourth uh, daughter Emma Jane and it's been great but it's also been like you know one postpartum wife and four little girls under six there's a lot of you guys est- could start a fucking basketball estrogen. team dude. yes Kasha could be the center yes exactly <laughs> but um no I mean in in kind of piggybacking on what Sal said I like I like it be you know you, you know last year you know I had that that anxiety attack and yeah. that was kind of a cool story actually yeah. but uh but the reality is is that by and large the, the reason that that pissed me off so much and that it really humbled me was that I'm not really someone who gets very anxious I'm I feel like I'm pretty calm I've got my priorities on straight I feel like everybody's going so crazy worrying about the economy worrying about you know whatever forces that they can't control that it's forced people to go well all right I got to figure out what really is my rock in life you know, and uh, I got to figure out, you know, I think I think this has forced Americans to say, you know what, you could die. Like Sal was saying, you could die of this. Are you ready to die? Like, are you ready to, to, to meet your maker? You know, and so for me, it's it's been uh, it's just been a really clarifying process of going, you know, I, I, I'm very happy that I have my faith. I'm very happy that I have my family. Um I'm, I don't, I can't completely understand people who are constantly anxious about catching this virus because I'm not, and I'm just not. I mean, if I die, I die. I mean, that's part of life, guys. We in America live in a, we're very, very insulated from death because we're such a, pro, a prosperous country. But the reality is, is that really bad things happen to people every day of the, of, of life all over the world, bro. There's there's more people that die from starvation yeah. and fucking disease and fucking this every single day than will ever die from this other shit. Absolutely. And so it's just a reminder, like you know, you like you've said, Andy. There are worse things than death. It's living in fear, living in me- mediocrity, living in laziness, completely squandering the potential that you have in your life. That's worse than death. I agree, hundred percent. So that's kind of what. It kind of made me more introspective, kind of along your line, Sal. Just really wanting to make sure that I'm a good steward of my life yeah. and that I honor God in the way that I live it. What do you think, 
brother. Dude, like I'm I'm crossing my T's and dotting my I's right now. Yeah. You know, like I, I have a, a beautiful fiance. I'm gonna marry. Uh got a first child on the way. And so I think now my mentality is kind of shifted to where it's like, dude, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna be preparing like there's a like a, a pandemic every single year, mm-hmm. like both financially, intrinsically, like all those different aspects, and and just taking it as this is the best time where I can grow me, you know, and I, I, it's, it's huge for me right now. So I'm I'm rethinking some of the things and, and some of the ways that I am when it comes to finances, when it comes to spending time with people who I love, I'm I'm reworking and I'm rethinking of how what that looks like for me. And, and really taking this as an opportunity just to get better. Yeah, you know? you're not trying to get back in the – I think a lot of people feel that way. Yeah. I think a lot of people are like, dude, I'm not trying to jump right back into the same shit I was into. Exactly. You know? Exactly. No, I mean, that, that's huge. I don't want to go backwards, so I'm going to keep pushing forward, you know? Yeah. And then keep keep getting better, keep sharpening my axe. Yeah, dude, I agree with all of those things. I think the biggest thing for me has – well, the best thing for me, if I'm being honest, has been I've been on 75 hard the whole time. This mm-hmm. happened. I started on March 9th. So that literally every day that this fucking shit's been going on, guess what I've been doing? My shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I feel good about that. And, uh, you know, every day I'm getting better and better and better. But, like, dude, the 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 nice surprise that I didn't see coming. Like, dude, I knew that was going to happen the day they did it. And I was like, dude, I'm fucking, I'm going to use every motherfucking day I can to get, get as good as I can. But the one thing that I didn't plan on, which I think this is cool is like, you know, people don't realize that, you know, even though Sal and I work together all the time, like I don't fucking see his kids that much. You know what I'm saying? Like we're here together all the time, but it ain't like Enzo and Francesca and Isabella running around they're here sometimes, but sometimes I go six, seven weeks without fucking seeing them. And dude, the one cool, th- the coolest thing about the lockdown, I was going to text you this, but the coolest thing, and you've seen it because you've I've been with me every day. Beautiful, man. Yeah. By the way, DJ is like my personal security guy. So like. I thought I was. Well, you, when, when you're too, too urban, but, but people, people were giving me shit yesterday because we posted a picture of uh, us training together. We've been in quarantine together the whole time. People don't realize that. But um, that's right. Bat- battle dicks. <laughs> and we're not going to talk about who the best is. Yeah. That's that's a private conversation. I don't give up. That, no, you don't. <laughs> it's a champion in you. Yeah, right, right. DJ, just out of curiosity, did you used to go by Bear? No, I used to uh, Buddha. Buddha, Buddha. Okay, hey, you don't want you don't want Buddha up. So uh, you don't that, that's a long term joke for anybody who's listened to us for a long time. Yeah, oh, big bear, big bear. Yeah. That. So I'll tell you later. <laughs> so, dude, he, he might even show you. Yeah. I might <laughs> show you. So uh, he did give me. You know what? Bear made me an awesome podcaster. Bear. Yeah. Big gay bear. Yeah. Fucking best best advice he ever gave me. You know what? I'm just gonna fucking share it. He said to me, exactly, because I would tell the story because I haven't told it in years. Yeah. So first time, 1999, I went in to record a radio ad for our, we didn't have talent. And then I'll finish my point. Um, We didn't have talent. We couldn't afford some, like some local, like, dude, we go to the local celebrity and they're like, who the fuck are you guys? We're not doing that. Right. And that's the level we were at, dude. Like we couldn't even get like the local fucking news guy to read our motherfucking script, you know? So I had to do it. I never did this before. Like, you guys don't realize there's an art to this shit, you know? I never did it one time. I go in there, and he's like, I can remember, dude. The script was, like, on a piece of paper, dude. And he's like, all right, here's the microphone. You're just going to read this paper into this thing. I'm like, 
What is up, guys? This is Andy Frisella from <laughs> Supplement Superstores. Like, dude, I swear to God, it was that bad. And it was actually probably even way worse than that. And this dude stops me, and he, he is, like, very gay. Very, very, very gay. He, pretty much, but big. This dude was big, and his name was Bear. And he goes, and I, you know how, like, when you're, like, you know, dude, I was only 20 years old, man. I wasn't, like, cool. Like, I didn't want to, I didn't know many gay people at the time. You know, I was a little fucking nervous, dude. <laughs> and this dude's, like, you, you know, you don't know, like, you ever know, you know that, like, uncomfortable feeling that you get when you're around someone is different at first and you don't know how they're going to be? So I'm, like, all right, dude, I got to, like, I don't know how to act. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know what you can say, what you can't. Like, hey, man, what's it like fucking swing, sword fighting your boyfriend? Like, I don't, I don't know what to fucking say. So, like, so I'm sitting there, like, trying to mind my P's and Q's and get the fuck out of this station so I can fucking go back to sitting on my ass at the store because we didn't have no customers. And I'm reading this script. I do it, like, two or three times. He goes, look, let me stop you. He goes, I want you to yell into this microphone loud and queer and, I, <laughs> and i'm like he's like i want you to be you're gonna feel real gay and i want you just to yell it and be proud of being queer and i'm like okay <laughs> hey guys. you want to talk about super uncomfortable here i've got this big giant dude who's bigger than me telling me more gay, More gay. <laughs> like, dude, hey man hey you know what though bro it worked listen that motherfucker taught me more about this than fucking anybody. Because, dude, the thing about audio, or to all you podcasters out there to listen, if you were here live, you you would think I was yelling into the microphone. And the microphone and the video, just so you know, and Joe, you know this shit, it dilutes your fucking energy. So whatever you want the energy to come out the other side, you got to be over it on the input. And he taught me that. Like, day one. Do you know how lucky I was to learn that on the first fucking day? That's fucking luck, for it's a, real. It's a gift. Yeah, super gift. Thank you, Bear. Yeah, love you, bro. Shout out, Not Bear. like that. <laughs> Shout so out were, to my boy you, Bear. You were you were finishing up your. No, I was gonna say, dude. Point. You know the coolest thing, and DJ sees this shit every day. The happened today. You saw it. Yeah. What Enzo do when I pulled up? He comes up to your car door. He wants to get in your car. Yeah. No, but what do he do when I open the car door? Hey, Uncle Andrew. Yeah, but he gives me uh, a hug. Gives you a hug, and then. Yeah. And then I don't, somehow he talked to convince you into starting the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Like, What's that big red button do? I'm like, motherfucker, you know what that does. Ejecto Cito, cuz. Oh, dude, yeah. he knows. Listen, he fucking he, knows what that red button dude, does. Dude, he gets into command. He yeah. He's getting real flirtatious with the gas pedal on idle. Yeah. You know, like getting the car started with one thing. Wants to rev it. Oh, dude. Bro, yeah. wait till he backs your truck out that second story garage. Oh, no. He's going to. What I'm afraid of is the fucking. He gets in this, the commander. Yeah. He can put it in gear and well, fucking. Yeah, he can stand and drive, and he fucking so now I gotta hide the key. Yeah, hide you know, key. like yeah. he's three. I'm well, hiding keys, hide, bro. I gotta hide the key from Emily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard yesterday. No, I actually. What'd you hear? You were all pissed off because you couldn't find your key. She told you this. You told me I was on the phone with you. Oh, that was actually my fault. <laughs> yeah, you, I I heard you. So occasionally, kind of, kind of apologize. I heard the very weak ass effort of being like, "Oh, they were exactly where you said they were." Me. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes she's right. All right. But the best thing for me, for real, though, dude, is, like, being able to connect with the kids. Because I never had that with them, really. And, like, even the little girls, they're starting to know me. They're starting to warm up to you. Yeah, yeah and they're it. starting to say, they just do what Enzo does. They're like, Uncle Andrew. And I'm How like, cute damn, they, dude, man. that's pretty cool. They're like, fucking cute. 
And they're awesome. That's been the coolest thing for me. Like I dude, every day when I dude, honestly, it's helped me get through 75 hard because like every day I'm like, fuck it. I'll just do two cardios instead of lifting. Because dude, when you're 50, 60 days into this program, you're tired as fuck. And I'm tired. And uh, but one of the things that's been getting me to the gym every day is I know I'm 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 gonna see Enzo run up. Yep. Enzo, he saw DJ today. What yeah. was the first thing he asked you to do? Uh, no, he asked me about the snake today. The snake, yeah. the snake came back. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it came back, and he, I saw DJ walking up the hill, yeah. and I said, "Enzo's gonna, he's taking like, him to the wait, snake." Where, where, go right back where same it was. Same spot. Yeah. yeah, you saw it again? No, I didn't see it, but he, he he took me to it. Are you sure it was the same snake? Yeah, Raquel said it was. It was underneath the air conditioner, and it lives underneath that rock. And I was sitting there thinking, yeah, I knew I was cutting yeah. the grass, and I knew DJ. He's like, yeah. Enzo's, hey, hey, you gotta come like, see the snake, man. His face that he puts on, he's just like. I got to show you something. <laughs> dude, <laughs> like, dude, like three-year-old world problems. Enzo, yeah. talk to me, dude. No, What's it's going like on? He's got it. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, dude, he asked me yesterday. He's like, Uncle Andrew, what are you going to do about that snake? I said, not shit. <laughs> 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 Stay away from snakes, I said, man. I, I said, I'm going to sit back here with you. <laughs> I, I, I fight the biggest dude on the world. I ain't afraid of that. Them snakes, you stay right over there. Yeah. I got my hockey stick like a little girl, man. I told like, him. I said, bro, you know that snake can fucking swallow you. And then I thought about it for a second. I'm like, wait, I'm probably going to make this motherfucker as scared of snakes as I am. Right, right. And, right. Yeah, I have a phobia. and that's what I told DJ. I'm like, DJ, go get that snake. <laughs> yeah, right. Show it to Enzo. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. DJ used to wrangling them black snakes, huh? I wrangle one at least once a day. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, buddy. Not Joe, not Joe well, Dirt or whatever the hell his name snake, is. But, yeah. no, no Joe Exotic. But, exactly. But you're a snake keeper. Yeah. That's I mean, <laughs> what it is. All right, guys. Well, hey, look. Um, I know a lot of you guys are having a you know more difficult time right now. A lot of you guys are kicking ass. There is nothing we can do about what's going on right now other than what we're doing. And uh, I just want to say, <clears throat> from observing you guys, the best that I've been able to observe going through the hashtag 75hard, realAF hashtag, the I am first form hashtag, and all the hashtags that, that we do, uh, the 100 to zero hashtag. Like I kind of that's how I kind of get the vibe of how everybody's doing in our little community here. And uh, dude, it's been cool, man. Like our whole community that we have has been working to get better, it seems like. And I think that's amazing. Like, dude, we got literally thousands and thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of people who are working as hard as they can to make this the best that they can. Dude, to me, that's inspiring, and that's cool. And I just want to give a little shout of respect to all you guys. And it's been, honestly, it's re-enthusing, making me more enthused. I don't know how the fuck you say that, re-enthused? You covered it up well. Yeah, whatever. It's okay. Yeah. Sometimes I just make shit up, and then I pretend like I, it's a real word. But, uh... Anyway, it's got me excited to go hard in podcasting again. Like, dude, we're coming in. We're knocking shit out. It's fun. We're finding a groove. And uh, I just appreciate everybody doing what they can because it's, it's getting me motivated. So I just want to say thanks for that. And, uh, guys, I'd like to remind you as well, you know, if you got a laugh out of the show, if you thought it was thought-provoking, if it made you, you know, think, if it, you learned something, uh, share the show for us, you know. Uh, click that subscribe button. Leave us a review. That shit helps get our message out, and you know, you guys know we don't run ads, and we don't waste your time with a bunch of ads, and all we ask in return is that if you get, love the content, if you share it for us. Um, with that being said, guys, real proud of the community here, real proud of what's going on, and uh, real appreciative for all of you. So, thanks you guys, love you guys, I'll see you next time. Told my teacher, dumb bitch, I'm gonna get millions. Watch this. In the project living, spoke it till existence.